from the East Coast and the sunny shores of South Carolina. Welcome to Dark Reality. We'll be discussing the unknown from cryptoids to conspiracy theories and unusual happenings. I'm your host, John Ringo. Welcome to Dark Realities. Good evening and welcome to Dark Reality. Today we'll be talking about mermaids or mer people. The mermaid is an legendary aquatic creature with the upper body of a human and the tail of a fish. Mermaids in the folklore of many cultures worldwide, which include the Near East, Europe, Africa, and Asia. Stories of mermaids originated as early as human beings began sailing around 3200 BCE, but may have been sighted much earlier. Mermaids have been the subject of numerous sightings. Christopher Columbus was sailing off the coast of Hispaniola in 1493. Columbus reported seeing three female forms which rose high out of the water but were not as beautiful as they were represented. The logbook of Blackbeard the Pirate records that he instructed his crew on several voyages to steer clear from charted waters which he called enchanted for fear of merfolk or mermaids which Blackbeard himself and members of his crew reported seeing. These sightings were often recounted and shared by sailors and pirates who believed that mermaids brought bad luck and would bewitch them into giving up their gold and dragging them to the bottom of the sea. Two sightings were reported in Canada near Vancouver and Victoria. One from sometime between the year 1870 and 1890, and the other from 1967 in August of 2009. After dozens of people reported seeing a mermaid leaping out of the water, and doing aerial tricks. The Israeli coastline town of Kiryat Yam offered a $1 million reward for proof of, of mermaids' existence. 
but you'd have to get evidence that is 200% real proof. Hmm. What a deal. The aquatic ape apothesis, often also referred as the aquatic ape theory, is a proposal that the voluntary ancestors of modern humans spent a period of time adapting to semi aquatic existence. The hypothesis was first proposed by German pathologist Max Westinghofer in 1942, and then independently by English marine biologist Alistair Hardy in 1960. However, the arguments of both men failed to achieve significant popular notice. After Hardy, the theory's most prominent proponent was former television documentary writer Ellen Morgan, who wrote a series of books on the topic. And she achieved a larger awareness of the theory after her first work appeared in 1972. The German pathologist Max Westenhofer can be said to have worded an early version of AAH, which he labeled the aquatic man. which he described in several publications during the 1930s and 1940s. But could there be scientific basis for the mermaid stories? Some researchers believe that sightings of human-sized ocean animals such as manatee and dugons might have inspired mere folk legend. These animals have a flat, mermaid-like tail and two flippers that resemble stubby arms. They don't look exactly like a typical mermaid or merman, of course, but many sightings were from quite a distance away and being mostly submerged in water and waves. Only part of their bodies were visible. Identifying animals in water is inherently problematic. Since eyewitnesses, by definition, are only seeing a small point part of the creature. When you add in the factor of low light at sunset and the distances involved, positive identification, even a known creature, can be very difficult. A glimpse, glimpse of the head, arm, or tail 
just before it dives under the waves might have spawned some mermaid reports. Modern mermaids and the reports are very rare. But they do occur. For example, News reports in 2009 claim that a mermaid has been seen off the coast of Israel, like I mentioned before, in the town of Kiryat, Yam. It performed tricks for overlookers and onlookers before just before sunset, then disappeared for the night. Hmm. one of the first people to see the mermaid, Shalmo Cohen, said it was with friends when suddenly we saw a woman laying on the sand in a weird way. At first, I thought she was just another sunbather. But when she approached, she jumped into the water and disappeared. We were all in shock because we saw she had a tail. The town's tourism board was delighted with the newfound fame, and they offered a $1 million reward for the first person to photograph the creature. Unfortunately, the reports vanished almost as quickly as they surfaced. And no one ever claimed the reward. 2012, an Animal Planet special, Mermaids, the Body Found. Renewed interest in mermaids. It presented the story of scientists finding proof of real mermaids in the oceans. It was fiction but presented in a fake documentary format that seemed realistic. The show was so convincing that the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration received enough inquiries following the TV special. They issued a statement officially denying the existence of mermaids. A temple in Fukura, Japan, is said to house the remains of a mermaid which washed ashore in the year 1222. Its bones were preserved at the behest of the priest who believed the creature had come from the legendary place of dragon god at the bottom of the ocean. For nearly 800 years, the bones have been displayed and water used to soak the bones was said to prevent disease. Only a few of the bones remain and since they have not been scientifically tested, their true nature remains unknown. Mermaids may be ancient, 
but they are still with us in many forms. Their images can be found all over and around us in films, books, Disney movies, at Starbucks, and maybe even in the ocean waves if we look close enough. The second story tonight, the Van Meter Monster. The legend dates back to the fall of 1903. Several of Van Meter's most well-respected citizens reported a half-human, half-animal with enormous, smooth bat wings flying about. The creature is described as moving at speeds the town folk had never witnessed before. Plus, it let out a powerful screech and a stench. And shot a blinding light from its horned head. Each time the town folks encountered the creature, they fired their guns at it, but this appeared to have no impact on the creature. The first night, it was spotted flying across building tops. The next evening, it was spotted by both town doctor and bank cashier Peter Dunn, who took a plaster caster of its great three-toed tracks. On the third night, a man spotted it piercing atop a telephone pole. Another resident saw it, described the monster as hopping like a kangaroo, while the local high school teacher described it as a devil. Scared and angered by what they had witnessed, the townsfolk followed the creature to an abandoned coal mine near the old brickyard. There they heard a noise from the mine. Presently the noise opened up again as as described as a Satan and a Regiment of imps were coming forth for battle. The monster appeared together with a smaller version. In a flash of bright light, they sailed away, but returned in the morning when the townsmen had gathered with their weapons to rid the earth of them, both of them. The reception they received would have sunk the Spanish fleet, but aside from unearthly noise and particular odor, or peculiar odor, they did not seem to mind it, but slowly descended into the shaft of the old mine. The reputation they received 
would have sunk the Spanish ship fleet, like I said before. The creature was never seen again. This amazing tale has survived and been untold for seven, several generations, only by the local town folk. Now, it became a written version, even exists in the town's centennial book. The new book is the work of Chad Lewis, who has written over 15 books about the supernatural, plus co-author Noah Voss and Kevin Lee Nielsen, along with help from the local librarian Julianne Walker. I'd like to thank everybody for tuning in tonight. Don't forget to subscribe. This is John Ringo. Goodbye. <laughs>